Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and that guy looking puzzled, looking into his iPhone with the strangest expression on his face is Hal Edward Runkle. Hal, how are you today? Are, are we doing this now? We're recording okay. right now. All right. It's live. Okay. Well, it's not live, It's but it's recording. Is it live? Or is it Memorex? Which, there very, are like eight people out there who know exactly, what that means. I was means. just going to say. <laughs> It's been a while uh, since we mm-hmm. were on the uh, machine. It's been a while since we were on the continent. That's true. We just spent uh, a full week, week, full week in Asia. Yes, Kazakhstan. It was the heat of the moment. <laughs> Asia. <laughs> in I, I was tracking with you, but I don't think anybody else. No, was. well, it would have helped had I sang it, sang it in tune. That would have helped. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> we're a little punchy. We're yes, still we're like still a little, little jet, jet lag. lag. We don't know exactly yeah. what time it is we're or not where as bad we as, are. We're not as bad as we were. <laughs> oh, in the uh, airport. In the that airport. Was... <laughs> Good Lord. That was scary. Uh, it was. was but, scary. Uh, but yes, Kazakhstan. <laughs> Almaty, Kazakhstan. And we had a great time over there. Incredible. We, uh, we got to sit in a banya. And have people beat the daylights out of with, us with, with, uh, with uh, birch yes, no, branches? No, pri- piping hot birch <laughs> they, they, they were right they out were the yeah. ridiculously hot. So, so you get into this uh, big sauna. Yes. And uh, and you sit there until you work up a good sweat. Thankfully, you're not naked. No, not all the way. No. Um, but you are shirtless. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they take these uh, birch branches that have that been soaking boiling in water. Boiling <laughs> in water above the lava rocks. And they just beat the daylights out of and you. And I don't get what that was supposed to do. Yeah, it's... Uh, it I don't know if it's warding off evil spirits. That may have been or, the origin, but yeah. they were saying it gets the heat, heat into your it's like bones. putting heat it's inside like, you know of what? you. Uh, I'm already as hot as I've ever been in my life. It's 130 <laughs> degrees in here. And uh, then you have to go straight from that to into a cold yeah. bath. That's right. Sort of joining the uh, the polar bear club. And then, and then we ate horse meat. And then we ate horse. That's right. We did. Yep. Delicious. Absolutely was. It was incredible. We had a good trip. It was a fantastic trip. Got to uh, speak on parenting and marriage and leadership to some great... Presented some new content. You and I presented some new content. Yes, we did together, and it went great. And and it's always challenging with an interpreter, because, you know, you speak and a phrase, and then you got to wait. Well, and you and I both, um, uh, so much of our language is filled with Asia... The band references yes, and, and you play know, on words, yeah, right? And, and, and some of it rhythmic works, phrasing, and some of it doesn't, yeah. stuff like that. And words sometimes just don't translate at all. I mean, we 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 pay a lot of attention to English in yeah. how we present in order to stand out, but that can sometimes get lost in, in translation. translation. Yes. Nevertheless, but the people there seem to enjoy it. They loved and, it. They uh, absolutely loved it. I think it was it. beneficial for everybody, and maybe we'll go back And this sometime. was your first time to do Scream Free stuff to a foreign audience. Yes. Yes. And I've, yeah. I've been blessed to be able to do it to multiple foreign audiences. I have yeah. spoken in, in other places, too, uh-huh. but but it's uh, yes, doing Scream Free stuff is a, is a little bit different. You okay over there? It is, yeah. Well, yeah, right the now, afternoons are the hardest. Why we're deciding to record this <laughs> on the second afternoon since we yeah, got back? It's, I don't uh, know. It's just after midnight uh, mm. in in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Did uh, you sleep? While we're recording. Did you sleep better last night? You didn't sleep very well the first night. Uh, we were home. You know what? I I slept all right both nights. I just didn't sleep very long mm-hmm. either night. Um. Mm-hmm. So the first night I was back. I fell asleep about eight o'clock and slept until three. And then uh, yesterday, uh, last night, I made it to. I was watching the um, 
the basketball game, the uh, Thunder, Clippers, Thunder, mm-hmm. and uh, it was about eleven o'clock, and I thought, oh, okay, I'm I'm yeah. fading. I don't remember the last five minutes of the game, and so now those I, were the uh, exhilarating five minutes. I, that's again. what that I heard. Was the yeah, whole part of the game. Yeah. So about eleven o'clock, I I cashed it in, and I slept until five. I woke right. up at five. So it's not bad. Not bad. I just get up, go to the gym, and start your day. There you have it. Um, and you, have you been sleeping all right? Yeah, I've been sleeping great. Okay. Yeah. All right. So screen free travel uh, section is over. Hey, we got um, some questions here dun, dun, that dun. Uh, that I wanted to to address with you, and uh, and we'll figure out like um, if this is going to be helpful to people or not. This is a guy actually from uh, my church. Okay. Who has a, a small group, and his his passion is helping married couples. So your church, John? It's my church. Is it yours? Well, I, I guess technically it would be uh, Jesus' church. The Lord's, the Lord's church. church. Uh, the church where I serve. How about that? Can we say it that would, way? Would other people call it serving? <laughs> if they watched it, would they call it serving? I think so. Okay. I serve through my gifts of teaching. Okay. And administration. Okay. You're just being uh, cantankerous. Today. You're, and <laughs> you're curmudgeonly. Curmudgeonly and cantankerous. I'm not sure Twitter is agreeing with you. Hal is is back on Twitter, everybody, by uh, the way. So uh, go follow go Hal. Hal, Hal, Hal Runkle. At Hal, Hal Runkle. And, or you can follow me at John Allen Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so anyway, uh, this guy from the church where I serve and The church attend. where they let you in the doors yes. every once in a while. Uh, yes. he, he says, he asks a couple of questions. And he's talking specifically about married couples. He says, um, how do couples communicate in a calm and honoring way as opposed to holding it all inside and blowing up or in an accusatory manner? And then he says, how do spouses take action to raise the issue to have communication courage about sharing something, even though sharing it will result in a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. And then he asks, how do we help couples take a break and get out of the heat of the moment? There's another Asia reference. Uh, And then effectively come back and talk later. Because he was telling me that sometimes they'll take a break and then they'll just sweep it under the rug. And then he says, how do we empower spouses to say what they want in a way that honors their principles. Mm-hmm. And then with kids and busy schedules, how do couples find time for themselves to have a conversation? And how do you help them know what the outcome can be if they don't? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is all, I guess it's all kind of all about marriage, marriage and, and communication. And conflict. Really. Yeah, communication and conflict. Yes. So, where, where to begin? Where to begin? Well, it's interesting... You and I, we, like we were talking about earlier, we yeah. pay attention to the English language. And yes. as a therapist, or when I'm like doing a Q&A session at the end of a talk, mm-hmm. I, I have been trained very well by some very wise people who taught me to pay very close attention to the specific words that people use. Yeah, sometimes we say, oh, it's just a matter of semantics, but that's not true. No. The words mean what they mean, and, and we, we choose, choose our words. them. Yeah, right. Even careful. if we're choosing a word that is the wrong word, we're choosing it because of a meaning we've attached to it. Yeah, there's right? something going on there. Yes. And so, go and read the first question again. How do couples communicate in a calm and honoring way, as opposed to holding it all inside and blowing up, or in an accusatory manner? Okay, and there is one word that prevents that question from actually having an answer. Hmm, and that one word would be as. Yes, that's it. (laughs) 
That is it. I, how you picked that out. It's always the shortest one. That's right. What, what, mm-hmm. what would be the... Uh... How do couples... Oh, there you go. Yeah, sure. Couples, I see it right there. That's, couples do not communicate. Yeah, individuals do. Spouses communicate, yes. but couples do not. I learned long ago that if I am doing a marriage seminar and mm-hmm. I am talking to couples, yes, then neither spouse hears anything. Right. Because all they think about is how, how their the other spouse needs to this. be yeah, hearing yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, when I speak, uh, I speak at a lot of events, uh, like date night events and things like that. Yes. I'm very quick to tell them, I'm not talking to anyone but you. Right. So I'm not talking to anyone who's not here. Sure. And I'm not even talking to the people around you. Right. I'm talking to you. So don't be elbowing people and don't yeah. come up to me at one of the breaks and say, oh, I really wish my sister-in-law mm-hmm. were here. And don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking to people who aren't here and I'm not talking to the people around you. I'm talking to you. Now, that would be impressive if you were able to speak to people who aren't there. I know, right? That would be a gift right there. But people inevitably come up to me and say, oh, you know who should have been here? Oh, I wish. Hey, could I get the tape and take it to, or yes. the, you know. Well, what happens to me is people come up to me and ask me to sign this marriage book, Scream Free Marriage, or, or for someone else. else. How is that going to go over? Right. Hey, I saw this book and I thought of you. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's this... And it's usually there. If would you sign anyone it? Anyone who needs this book, it's you. It's you. <laughs> and it's a, I mean, a lot of times it's for their spouse. So would <laughs> yeah. you sign this oh, for boy. my husband, right? And so I just I use that as an opportunity to say. <laughs> so if I did, are you just gonna like leave it open on, his, on pillow his pillow in some it, strategic yeah. highlighted yeah. section that you think he needs to read? <laughs> <laughs> and then if he does stumble upon this, yeah. what is the fantasy in your <laughs> mind about what happens next? Honey, I just found this book. It's brilliant. <laughs> Thank Why you. Why did I think of this Thank before? Thank you so much. It's led me to a new level of appreciation of you. <laughs> the scales have been lifted from my eyes. The fact Thank that you. you saw this and thought of me, oh, oh it means the world. To me, <laughs> and how are you gonna supposed to sign it, yeah. dear Bob? God bless you. Yeah, <laughs> I've never met you, but I apparently you have a wife that really wants to change you, dear so, Bob. Hell. Don't tell your wife, but I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> and then close and say, "Don't look at it. It's Don't for, look it's at for it. him. Yeah, it's it's for, for his eyes only." Yes, dear Bob, get <laughs> out now. <laughs> Run okay. for your life. <laughs> okay, so yes. the first thing is... Couples for, do not communicate. Couples cannot communicate. Only Spouses communicate with each other. Okay. And so we get in, we totally get off on the wrong foot, and we all do it. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, sure. I'm not trying to... He, now, he does alternate. He does. Like in one I question, know. he'll say couples. In the next question, he'll say spouses. Exactly. Okay. And that's good. He's yeah. getting it, but we have to breathe this truth in from the very beginning. Yes, breathe That's it me in. breathing in that truth. Jeez, it's disgusting <laughs> to blow your nose every once in a while, dude. <laughs> no, I'm having some allergy yes. issues. The cup, we cannot speak to couples, and couples don't speak to each I mean, you, you can't, couples don't communicate. Right. Spouses communicate. Individuals do. Spouses Couples do. don't yeah. change. Individuals do. Yes. Couples don't uh, uh, begin to, to um, alter how they approach one another. No, the spouses do that. You as a spouse do that. Because the, the ease, it's so easy. Every answer to the question, or, or every question that you've yes. just asked, yes. at some point can be answered with this phrase, by taking full responsibility for, for themselves. themselves. Yes. yes. 
that every single one of those can be answered in that way. But I, I want to go through them all for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I take full responsibility for myself, then I cannot think. But it doesn't work unless she does as well, because then I'm thinking in terms of we. Right. And if we don't both do it, then it does. It's it's pointless for me to do anything differently. But that's nonsense. Well, and, and it's how it only be, takes one person to change the pattern. But and also the more I think that, then the more the other person thinks that as well. Yeah. That, and then you get entrenched. And, in and neither one of you are going to make the right move because you don't think the other person will follow suit. And so. the truth is, somebody has to go first. Always. And so who is going to be the brave one to say, all right, my communication issues are my issues. Yes. And whatever problems we are experiencing, Mm -hmm. I play a part in it, and I can't change your part, and I can't even wait until you change your part. I'm going to change my part regardless of what you do. Right. And and the, the first trick is first admitting that there are two parts. Yes. This is not a... Inter, this is not an unchangeable dance that you are forever linked to just performing the dance routines because there is no separation between you and your spouse. Yeah. That's what, when we're think, talking in terms of couples, you know, we're talking in terms of fused people who cannot know where they stop and the other person begins. Where fused people like uh, like like they're Siamese twins yeah. or something like they're just like conjoined stuck twins together, yes. just welded together. So you them. cannot make a move without having the other person move in response. And that is a picture of an unhealthy yes. marriage or an unhealthy couple. Well, that's because then because the it's two hel- unhealthy individuals. And what you're ultimately saying, you always have an excuse for taking responsibility. Well, as I would, well, but, but she won't. Right. I would, but he doesn't. Yes. He never. She does. And that's, she refuses. And, and that process is actually why you're stuck. Okay. Because of that, uh, putting it on the other person because you're thinking in terms of we. Right. And the most difficult thing to do is a conjoined twin, you know, you're side by side, which feels very, very close, but you can't face each other. Which is what... Marriage is built marriage, on facing yeah. each other, right? I mean, I, I used to do this thing on how uh, human beings are the only species that... That, uh, that mate, mate face, face to face. To face yeah. Right? We were meant to face one another. Yes. But that requires separation. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's uncomfortable because we think when we get married, we're all supposed to agree and do everything together, and so we're supposed to go to a couple seminar so the couples, we as a couple, can learn how to communicate better as a couple. Yeah, but what you need to do is go to a marriage seminar as two individuals right. who want to learn how to relate to one another better. Even if the other person doesn't. Yeah. Okay, so there is that. So... All that's together, and that's that's informing every answer that so, we give. Yeah. Yes. So, having said that, so specifically, how do individual mm-hmm. members, spouses. Of, spouses. how do spouses communicate in a calm and honoring way, as opposed to holding it all inside and blowing up, or ending up accusing one another of various sure. and sundry things? Sure. Okay, ultimately, taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the accusatory stuff starts by never saying you. Only saying I. I. And, you know, you've, everybody's I heard that. I think you are a jerk. Yes. I <laughs> statements. But that <laughs> yeah, is my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Right? But, and and uh, um, we, we can dance around that, but I think we all know what that really looks like. Yeah. You, you share your perspective. This is my experience, yeah. and I'm not holding on to it as its, uh, its objective truth. Mm-hmm. But I am holding on to it as it's 
a truthful representation of what, as truthful what as I'm I can be, of what and, I'm experiencing. Thinking. Yes. Yeah. Right? This is my position. I don't know how strongly I'm holding on to this position, but I no longer want to pretend as if we agree in order to keep the peace. Mm. I'm going to address, I'm going to represent myself with my position. Conflict is something that we're terrified of. Yes. But um, it actually has the potential, if we navigate conflict well, right. to draw us closer together. It's the one thing that actually has that potential to draw us closer together without fusing us together. That's what conflict does. Why are we so scared of conflict? Because it's uncomfortable. Is that, I mean, is, is it just as simple as that? It's just, yeah. it's, it's awkward and uncomfortable, and so that's why we avoid it? Yeah. That's why we avoid going to the gym. That's why we now, avoid, you know, eating uh, protein instead of carbs. It's uncomfortable. On the other hand, there are some people, I have a, a married couple in my mind right now, and I'm not going to name their names. Um, but you're, t- you're talking about me and Jenny, aren't you? Well, yeah. I wasn't going to okay. say it, but uh, you chose now. He's kind of effeminate. To... Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 um, where uh, she is a bit of a bully. Okay. And she seems to go around looking yeah. for conflict. Right. Right. And consequently, he's a bit of an avoider. Mm-hmm. And so, while on the one hand, there are people who are terrified of conflict and will avoid it at all costs. Yes. There, there are some people who seem to be spoiling for a fight. Well, they are, like you said, usually found within the same home. Yeah. Right? You have one or the other. And they, the reason why is because they're feeding off one another. Okay. I'm avoiding, which creates a vacuum, which actually suddenly now you are the one responsible for bringing up any of the issues because I'm not going to. But then I resent you because you're the one bringing up the issues all the time. Now, that's a big word that you just introduced into the conversation, because we've been talking about conflict to this point, yes. but now you uh, mention the word resentment. Yes, that's the, the great enemy of marriage. And, and people tend to think conflict is, is the, the enemy. great enemy, right. but it turns out that conflict is, is not. Conflict can actually be an ally. Yeah, I like to give a kind of a Gordon Gecko speech from you know Wall Street. You know, he says greed <laughs> is good. I say yeah. conflict is good. Conflict works. Conflict creates friction, which creates warmth, which creates. I mean, that's yes, yeah. that's what we want. Yeah, uh, warmth with each other. But that can't happen unless there's difference between each other, and the differences are bumping up against one another, and that creates friction. But it all depends on how it's done. Like his question worded. If you're waiting too long to suddenly now deal with all the conflict you've been expressing, you it know, just explodes because it's no longer conflict; it's resentment. That's the problem. Right? It has been building up. Conflict that goes undealt with becomes resentment. And resentment, I tell people, resentment is termites yeah. to your marriage. Right. You know, the termites do more damage every year than all the natural disasters combined. combined. Absolutely. But nobody ever talks about it because you don't see it and because termites aren't sexy. Uh, a and tornado, a, while, yeah. a hurricane, a wildfire, right. uh, something like those that. Are the, uh, those are the affairs. Yeah, exactly. right. yeah, that, yeah, And so that's what we focus our attention on. But these hidden, unseen, in the cracks of the walls right. kinds of things, these tiny little bugs end up doing far more damage to yes to to your marriage than anything. And so resentment really is the enemy and it's important to properly identify the enemy here. Because resentment usually includes it is a feeling that is stronger than the present conflict warrants. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a present conflict, right, about mom coming into town next week. And all of a sudden it escalates to World War III. Everything I've been holding back. Yeah. Now is, you know, the, the straw, camel, whatever, I can't hold it back anymore. And there are people who tend to be, uh, I remember, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but there are stuffers and there are spewers. Yeah. Right? There are people who just like, their first instinct is, they're just right. going to spew it all over you. And then there are other people who just stuff, stuff, stuff. And eventually that gets to the point where they can no longer take it anymore. Well, they uh, here's my big point is, I don't know if you are... In essence, a stuffer or a spewer. Yeah, yeah. you you learn you how just to in that yeah. relationship, and you've got usually one, and you got two of each. And it's very or, strange sorry, one of because each. you you can see people who are one in their home, yeah, and a completely different person in their work dynamic right. or in their family. Because of you take or a like take that. a spewer at home, and then they encounter someone who spews even more at work, uh-huh. and now suddenly they're stuffing. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, that's the way it works. That these these balance uh, these balance each other out, and and so working with those uh, couples, what one of the things I like to do is is point out how the spewer is the obvious yeah. sinner, uh, if you will, in the relationship, <laughs> right? And bully. That's yeah. the term you use. Yeah. Right. So she gets the names called because she's a bully, and he is just trying to keep the peace. You know, he's not bringing anything not up. Really. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the question I always ask the quote unquote bully is, how heavy is it to know that if anything's ever going to get brought up in this marriage, it's, it's going to you. be you? How heavy is that burden? Yeah. And they usually break down, right? Because no one's ever thought of it that way, but they've. That's exactly what they've felt. They know there's stuff, and it's got to be addressed. Right. And they figure, well, nobody else is going to, so I'll be the bad guy. So the resentment is not only about the issue. The resentment is about having to play that role this whole time. And so when she does spew, it comes out as accusatory, like the like the guy's question. Yeah. You know? It comes out that way because she is trying to get the other person, the stuffer, to open up. She's trying to get it, get it, please, please, please. Now, her efforts are obviously not working. They're yeah. actually creating the exact opposite effect. Well, it's a little bit like, you know, we talk about this with teenagers. It's a little bit like a turtle. Yeah. The, you know, once somebody turtles up, you can poke and prod and yell right. all you want, and they're not coming out. In fact, right. that uh, provocation is what's keeping them sure. in their shell. Sure. And it's not until they feel safe that they're going to poke their head out. Or, or brave. Yeah. Or motivated. See, here's the diff- here's the difficulty. If you say safe, yeah, I guess so. You're you, right. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you're saying the other person needs to make them feel safe, and you can't. You can't. You can't. And that's that's giving them an excuse to avoid the courage courageous communication yeah. that we're going to talk about yeah, another question. About that, yeah, that's actually needed. So, how do you do that? You, as an individual, make a commitment to no longer be scared of conflict because you are terrified of resentment. That let, let's slow down and let's say that slowly again. Yeah. You have to make a decision that I am more afraid of the damage that resentment could do yes. than I am of dealing with the present conflict. Right. I am willing to address the conflict in a way that I take full responsibility for my part in it, but no responsibility for the other person's. Right. But I take my responsibility for my part in it, and the reason why I'm willing to be uncomfortable... And courageous in doing that is because I am so scared of going to sleep for night after night after night 
without having fully made myself known. And letting those termites continue to do their damage. I am willing to write the check for $1,000, even though it's it's really going to hurt right now, but I'm willing to write that check to have the termite company come out and do the pods and all the, you know... Better to do that now. Than $50,000 worth of damage because my whole framework has to be rebuilt. Okay. So that's how it happens. All right, now... How do spouses take action to raise the issue, to have that courageous communication uh, about sharing something, even though sharing it is going to end up in a difficult conversation? Well, you do it, again, the same reason. Yeah. I'm willing, I want to have difficult conversations. I've told, you know, I've said this before on stage, I've said it to you, that my wife and I, we have an uncomfortable moment Mm -hmm. at least once a day. Yeah. You know, even when I'm traveling. It, It, because we just... Uh, have learned to be so terrified of resentment that we just don't let stuff slide. And you, you are remarkably good at this. Yeah. Uh, at not at having the difficult conversations, but at being willing to have the difficult conversations. Yeah. There are, <clears throat> there are a lot of times when I just, uh, I just don't have the energy. Yeah. And uh, what I think, I think my wife would back me up on this. Um, when I have had to have those difficult conversations, I always manage to do them for the most part well yeah with grace and with dignity mm-hmm. and with humility and right. with honesty right um i just hate them yeah <laughs> absolutely i always feel so much better after Afterwards, they're done right and i always seem to handle myself well when i'm in the midst of them mm-hmm. but oh gosh standing on the threshold of one of those conversations i would rather do anything in the world that's exactly how your wife describes your sex life <laughs> standing on the threshold oh, i dread it so many inappropriate yes. things to be said right there but mm, um, but actually i'm going on today's show next week to talk about sexless marriages and yes. that is absolutely one of the things that contributes to a sexless marriage is, is because as you get older your uh, arousal actually precedes desire. So arousal precedes. So you have to do start it. it yeah, go yeah, through yeah. the motions, even yeah. though you don't want to, because then your desire kicks in. But if you're waiting for for your desire for to come desire. along, yeah. and that's kind of the similar thing here. If you're just yeah. waiting for the desire, if you're waiting to want to to want to bring yeah, this conversation exactly. up, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah, because you have you'll to be, want to want to exactly, and you because you'll be waiting for the optimal. Uh, circumstances and, and which will never yeah. will never happen. You know, maybe you'll get these launch windows, uh, you know, NASA launch windows that are that are prime, you know, openings. Which never happens again. Right. And and that is true with sexless couples is oftentimes the sex they have is good. Yeah. And they enjoy it. And when they're in the midst of it, they're able to lose Absolutely. themselves and 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 all Absolutely. that. It's just initiating it. Yeah. Because they don't feel it. They don't feel it, and they're in such a mode of doing the rest of Taking life. Taking care of yes. business. And that's the same thing we, it gets with conflict, is because it's going to be, it's going to take a lot of energy. Yes. To maintain my sense of self in the midst of this, but also maintain a respect for your sense of self. I, and you at know, the same time, the game is going to start mm-hmm, at 7. So can I get this conversation yep. in between now and 7? I yep. mean, sometimes that thought know, occurs to you. I know, I know. Because, you know, the conflict's not going anywhere. We can deal but, with this tomorrow exactly. if we have to, but the game comes on tonight. Mm-hmm. The thing it is, you just have to get to a place where you value your self-representation yeah. more than you value anything. 
more than you value yeah. your spouse, more than you value your kids, more than you value your job, your money, now, your, your uh, God. Hang, hang on. Now, yeah. now, this is, we're getting into some deep waters, and I want to make yeah. sure that people hear this. Okay. We sometimes have a, a, a thought that mm-hmm. uh, our spouse has to come first. Right. And that can lead us to a lot of problems. Right. Because what you just said really flies in the face of that. Because what you just said was, authentically representing myself has to come before my spouse. Yes, it does. That's the job for me in my faith system. That's the the job between me and God, is that he... Reveals enough about uh, of of me that and that he encourages me to reveal that authentically to be that person and and it's it's a matter of operating with integrity that I value my integrity more than I value any other person because I value those pre- that, those people that's what, that's so what I was much. just going to say because otherwise I'm compromising my integrity for the sake of another person or the or sake which, of a relationship with the other person. Which our faith tradition would say no yeah. to. Right. You, you, that, that's, that's not, certainly not optimal. Now, am I going to authentically represent all of me to, to, my, everyone? to my kids the way I do to my wife? Of course not. Of course not. There are, there are levels yes. that I'm going to go to, but I am going to decide, here's where my spouse does come first, that I'm going to authentically represent myself to my spouse more and more often and better than I'm going to do to anybody else. And and that's really what intimacy is. Intimacy yeah. is authentically representing yourself and revealing yes. yourself to someone and and I would say your um primary intimacy relationship mm-hmm. is with God. Yes. Which is why I think you you should be completely open. Yes with with God. And then your second, you know, level of intimacy would be with your spouse. One would hope. One would hope. The the difficulty is that we value the comfort of keeping the peace mm-hmm. more than we value uh looking ourselves in the mirror. Well, and we've confused tranquility mm-hmm. with peace. With peace, right. Right. And we think that if I can keep the the water calm, then I have peace. Mm-hmm. But that's not peace. Oh, and, and but think of all the things that we do in the name of that tranquility. Yeah, we will spend we'll more. Do not money. rock the boat. Yeah, we will spend more money than we have. We will swallow our desires, yep. our feelings, our impulses, yep. and then end up resenting our spouse, the person for who we think we're doing it for. Us yeah. swallow them. Yes. You have restricted my ability to be me. Yeah. I didn't take the job or the promotion, or yes. I didn't pursue the... I didn't make a whatever. fuss yeah. when your mom came in day after day, and she didn't eat a, She had her own key, and she could come and go. Mm-hmm. I didn't make a fuss, because no, I've always no, told... Because I, just, I was always told, yes, dear, and so whatever yeah. you want. I didn't make a fuss when you painted the, the room. I didn't make a fuss. I mean, I... I when you yeah. wanted to buy the thing, when you yeah. didn't want to buy the thing, when right. whatever, yeah. And, and see, and, that tone of voice, it seems so easy to start with you statements, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. as opposed to I statements. Instead of saying, you know what, I made the choice to compromise myself in order to please you, and that's not on you. That's, that's on, on me. me. Yeah. And, and what I did is then, and this is a big, big step, 
But then I recognized that what I really did was I didn't allow you to get to know the real me. That's the problem, is we want to be accepted and chosen. Yes. But you can only really be chosen to the level that you are known. known. Yeah. And you allow yourself to be known, because otherwise, inevitably, what you end up doing is saying, yes, but if you knew the real me... Right. You wouldn't fully accept me. You wouldn't fully accept me, and I hate you for that. Yeah. Even though we haven't given them a chance to accept or reject the real me, we present it to them. Sure. What we do is we build up a case in our mind of past history and say, well, look, you know, uh, what have have I got got in return so far? So the last thing I'm going to do is cast my pearls before swine. And then. So we end up presenting. uh, How long have you thought your husband's a pig? (laughs) Yeah. Right? So, okay. Uh, Now, sometimes you're in those difficult conversations. And it can yes. get very, very tense. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And is there ever a time where it is appropriate to say, you know what, I think, can we call a timeout here? I, uh, yes, I would hesitate to use we. Can I call a timeout here? I would hesitate to ask permission. I'm going to call a timeout here. Yes. Now, or I need to take a timeout because I value us so much. Okay. Now, sometimes what ends up happening is I say, I just need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I've got to take a break. I can't. Right. Uh, and so I, I go away. Yeah. And when I do, the tension is relieved a or little bit. A little bit, You sure. know, sure. temporarily. Sure. And then we're, we come back together and, oh gosh, I don't, do not want to get back into this. Mm-hmm. So can we just... Can we just go to the recital and meet your parents afterwards and go to ice cream and talk about this later? Again. And then later... Listen to how you're asking. I, I, Can, I, I'm doing yes. this. I'm doing know. this little role play here, you yes. know, and I'm using my words intentionally. Yeah, so, okay. so, um, uh, but then, it, and this is what I'm getting to, yes. is eventually we do get back together and the neither of us wants to bring this up again. Right. And so it just... I know that neither one of us wants to bring this up again. But I also know that what I want is for our marriage to keep growing and growing and growing. So, I've been thinking about what we talked about a lot. And uh, here's something I know I need to apologize for. and Make it specific. Very, very specific. When I said this after you revealed something to me and I immediately did this with it that was wrong that requires an astonishing level of humility yes well it i don't know if it requires it it, it, it both requires it and it um, beckons it it invites it you know cho- making a choice yeah, of my yeah. will to find something specific to uh, apologize for yeah that's that's a good way of thinking of it because we do tend to think well one day I'll have enough humility yeah. that I can do that. Right. We want to write. The truth we, is, you and I want to write a book. Hey? Humility <laughs> and how I attained it. <laughs> but the truth is, I'll never attain the humility Without until I do those kinds of things. Taking those steps. It's the same thing with courage. Courage is not a feeling you have before you do something brave. Courage is the choice to do something brave when you don't feel brave. Yeah, that uh, Susan Jeffords book, uh, "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Yeah. Right. You know, and that and that is how you grow That's your courage. How you get courage. That and is this is how, how you, you grow your humility. And and it's a little tiny habit 
that I encourage a lot of couples that I've worked with, uh, spouses that I've worked with, is even in, as we're dealing with all this heavy, heavy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Today, I encourage you, your mission, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> right? If you actually want the marriage you say you want, then you would do two things. You would find something very specific to thank your spouse for without hanging around to and say, then, now, is there yeah, something you want to share with me, maybe? In return, but you would find a way to thank them for something small, but very, right, very, specific very specific that makes your life possible. Okay. Right? Yeah. Thank you for doing the dishes this morning. Yep. Right? Thank you for picking up, you know, whatever. Thanks for taking the dog to the vet. Thank Just, you for going to work. Yes. Even when you don't always feel like it. And for earning that paycheck. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I would say make it even more specific. Thank you for going to work today. Yeah. Right? I know you weren't feeling too good. Thank you. And find very something very specific to apologize for. And then it's the same thing. Don't hang around. Yeah. No. Don't make it a long thing. I, I call these that you could um... I, I call these drive by thank yous. They're drive by apologies. Yeah. You know, you're just walking by through the house, you'd Throw it hey, out there. Just and you, wanted you to know. Yeah, you I, keep I was walking. thinking about this, and I was wrong when I said that. And or, one of the yeah. best ways to do this is text. Oh yeah. Hey, I was just thinking it's about good something. use of technology. That's it. Yep. And then I would I would say put away your phone afterwards. Don't hang Don't around. Hang yes. around and see if you can get the little bubble with the three yes. dots and so, see. You know, is, is she, she writing back? Is, is she he writing back? Is he what thinking? could she be saying yeah. now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Or, or not get a response back in a minute and say, our marriage is doomed. Oh, you know, yeah, this yeah. is the end of everything. Yeah. Now, is it, would it be appropriate for an individual to say, I need to take a break. I want to come back in half an hour mm-hmm. and talk about this. Like set a time limit? Sure. Or... Uh, yeah, set a time limit, but also that's an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be willing to come back in half an hour? And Meet me this? back here in a half an hour? Right. Okay. Back here, both literally and metaphorically. Because sometimes that will um, uh, add to a, a feeling, a sense of, like, I'm accountable now. Yes. Because I said, yes. I want to do this, and we're going to do this at this time. And and, and for, every time you make yourself accountable and fulfill that, then it makes it easier yeah. to assume good intent. Yes. That's, oh, you're just trying to call a timeout because mm, you want to get out of this. Mm, no? Yeah. No, I, that, specifically. Yeah. Not, but also, if somebody accuses me of that... Okay, I can see how that could come across based on the conversation we've had so far. All I can ask, or, you know, I, I can't ask you to trust me more than you can, yeah, more than you're willing to. Right. I wouldn't do that. But I will say, in 30 minutes, I'll be back here. And that is one of the things that I can do. I can't control whether you trust me or not, Absolutely. but here's what I can control. I can do what I say do I'm going to do. what I say do. I'm going to do. And yeah. if something happens that is going to prevent me from doing what I said I was going to do, I can let you know as soon as I figure that out. As soon out. as I can, right. Hey, I know I said I was going to do this. Right. I'm not going to be able to. And I wanted you to hear that from me. Yes. And here's why, and, and here's I apologize. Why. Yeah. Right. Right. And those are the things that I can do. And they all, and all those things are based on taking full responsibility for, for yourself, myself. Which is what marriage demands that we do. What great marriages exact out of us is that type of maturity. It, it, it brings it about. It, like we were saying, it beckons it. Marriage mm-hmm. is constantly asking us to grow up in these ways. And the rewards for it are unbelievable. But sometimes but, we have the idea that what marriage demands mm-hmm. is compromise. Yeah, I know. Because we've been taught that. Yeah. 
That marriage is a constant uh, state Sup- of compromise. It's a constant suppression of the all, yeah. All I have to the, sublimate my yes, desires. All all your desires for the sake of another person. So how do I um, avoid that and state? What I, how do I, well, the, okay, the first the, thing is not, you're not going to talk to your spouse about this. The first thing is you're going to think to yourself. Yeah. What are all the things that I have given up or sublimated or suppressed about me in order to keep the peace with him or keep the peace with her? Now, I've blamed the other person or I've right. blamed marriage itself for doing all these things, but what are all the things that I've done? And what, be willing yeah. to actually list them. This is such an, and we we talk about this frequently. Yeah, um, it is so uh, revolutionary mm. and uh, and counterintuitive and and yet liberating yeah. to sit down and write down a list of things you actually want. Right. Because we feel so guilty for wanting these for things, wanting especially if things. we don't think that the other person wants it as well. Yeah, I have somewhere. I, I have a list that I that I did. You and I were together at, at some event recently, and I just jotted down a list. And I found it. It was in my bag mm-hmm. uh, earlier today. Mm-hmm. Just looking at this list of things that I just want, and I do that periodically. Yeah. But when I tell people about that, they they always kind of look at me a little. Right. I don't know if I could write that down because sometimes mm-hmm. the things that I want, I, I don't want anybody to know that I want mm-hmm. them. Right. Well, the thing is, though, you haven't wanted yourself to know you want them. Uh yeah. And I've been trying to hide them from myself. And that's creating a battle within you. And whenever we have a battle within the within us, it leaves us full of anxiety. And the first thing we look to do is locate that battle outside of us. So nope. we project that the real enemy is outside of us. So yeah. you're the one who has made me suppress, sub, you know, sublimate yeah, exactly. my desires. Instead of recognizing a grown person accepts full responsibility for whatever suppression they've done. Yeah, I did that. I did it. I chose to right. for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Now, there are some things, periodically, that mm-hmm. pop up that mm-hmm. I might want mm-hmm. that I don't want to tell anybody. Absolutely not. Right? My list. Conversation. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. my list. And, and so, what, you know, whether, no matter what The idea that we have to have no secrets from our spouse. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, my gosh. But, but that's a, like, this is, we're getting that's, right in the wheelhouse of all the myths of marriage. But that's the heart of fusion. Yeah. No secrets and no, I have to tell her everything and have to trust her with everything. And I don't trust my wife to do my job. Right. She wouldn't, be tr- she wouldn't trust me to teach her class. <laughs> I mean, when people say I trust my spouse with everything, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's ridiculous. You, you, know, you have so many millions and millions of thoughts and impulses yes. that and run you're through not your brain. You're not going to share every no. one of those with that Just other provide person. her with that's a running commentary yeah. of that's every what thought that, you had What that means is you, you have no filter whatsoever, and that's ridiculous. Yes. You know, you're having conversations with yourself constantly, and that needs to be contained within so that you can choose to represent yourself. And there are other things, and I've seen couples do this, where mm-hmm. they unburden themselves in the name mm. of having no secrets from their spouse, yeah. but they're really doing that just to make themselves feel better, Yes, and it crushes yeah. their spouse. It can, absolutely. There, there, there are things that you ought to keep to yourself. Absolutely. But there are some times I'm when... Not, I'm, I'm not going to say everything that I feel about a family member of my spouse. Right. I'm not going to say that, you know? No. Now, if it's creating bigger and bigger problems, then right? Maybe we need to address uh, yes, it. then I will address it, yeah. but I will own it. So but. so there but there are times when I have been pushing a desire down. Yeah. 
and I have to summon the courage to speak it out loud mm-hmm. in a way that honors myself mm-hmm. and doesn't cause unnecessary offense. True. True. Those are incredibly hard conversations to have. They are. And yet they're remarkably good conversations. And, and it's one of those things, again, where that conflict has the potential to bring you closer together than you thought possible. Absolutely. And, but it's scary. But I, here's the phrase that I live by, and this was, I think, the first phrase that entered my head when I started thinking about writing Scream Free Marriage was, you know what? It's better to get rubbed the wrong way than to never get rubbed at all. Because <laughs> at least when you're getting rubbed the wrong way, yeah. you can have some, you can steer the rubber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you can coach the rubber. <laughs> Like, no, not there. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, there, okay, there. a little, yeah, but, let's uh, but I'm, go a But little... I'm not going to right. avoid all... So we avoid the friction by either fusing, and that means sublimating yeah, ourselves yeah. and suppressing ourselves for the sake of keeping tranquility. Or by cutting or off Or by cutting off altogether. and cutting those parts out, trying to cut those parts yeah. out of ourselves, right? But the, the, it's amazing, you know? You get start to get in your late 30s and 40s, all those things you've been trying to keep down in the basement, they, they, they didn't is, die down Again, there. we use this image a lot, yeah, but the, of the beach ball that you're trying to hold yeah, underwater, and right. eventually it's going to pop up to the surface again. It doesn't run out of air. No. No. And down, it takes, it, and what you find is you've been using so much of your energy and yeah. so much of your focus right. on trying to keep that beach ball underneath the water. Once you let it out, it loses a ton of power. Sure. Over you. Well, that brings up, that necessitates another conversation, okay? Okay. It has a ton of power over you because you have thought that if I allow this desire to come to the surface, then that means I need to fulfill that or pursue the fulfillment of that desire. Right. And that's, that's yeah. yeah. So you come out and say something sexually, for instance, a desire you've hey, been I'd having. Hey, I'd like to try something. Right, such right. Such. You know, I've always wanted, I have this desire. That doesn't mean I want to pursue it. Right. But it I do just want to means share. me saying... It's like I, I co- coach couples all the time to, to share their fantasies with one another, even if their fantasies, you think, might hurt the other person. Yeah. No, what hurts the other person is keeping all that back and trying to suppress it, and then, you know what, suddenly you're able to talk freer to somebody else about your sexual fantasies mm-hmm. than you are your spouse. Yeah. And you are missing out on that getting to know your erotic self with each other, which is so, so amazingly person personable. Personal. And personal, excuse me. Yeah. And and that's... If your erotic self is personable, that's a different conversation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope that it's personable, not a jerk. Yeah, that's true. My erotic <laughs> self is a real It's really jerk. off-putting and yes. abrasive. No. <laughs> Maybe that person needs to be suppressed. Right? You got taught some manners or something. But just because I say it doesn't mean I'm going to fulfill it. Just because right. I say I want a new truck doesn't mean I'm actually going to go buy a new truck. What I like to do with that desire list, which we call thoughtful wishing, yes, is okay. What does this desire say about, about me? me, and and especially right. about what's going on in me right yes. now? Right, because I can spot patterns. I can see some things. Oh, you know what? I a lot of these have to do with whatever. Right, money. Yeah. A lot of these have to do with uh, you know what I status. I want to feel you know, I, and so that if I'm craving status, then you know what? That's a window into my insecurity, mm-hmm. and that's good to know about me. Yep. So that I'm not spending, you know, $45,000 on a new truck when I've got a new car that's just, I've got a decent car right now. Yeah. And so maybe I find a more authentic way to address my insecurity rather than spending a ton of money to try and mask it. But 
And all of these things that we've been talking about, and we need to wrap up here, but everything that we've been talking about, I think it, it comes down to courage. Yep, it does. You know, because, um, you know, what my friend Jason here was asking is, you know, there's a lot of how-tos. How do you get this, and how do you coach that, and how do you encourage them here, and how do you equip them to? And a lot of it just comes down to the willingness to be brave. Yeah. Are you are you on the phone over there? What are you doing? I'm. I'm. You're listening to your voicemail. I. Did, I did it we... was an accident. <laughs> I apologize. It's okay. I take full responsibility for <laughs> accidentally choosing to push play on my voicemail message <laughs> while you were talking. Yeah, well, John's got this, so yeah. I'm going to check <laughs> I out. You were, you were, you were landing the, I thought you were landing the plane for us. Uh, I can. I, you know, um, this is, the, this is the, the most difficult part sometimes of being in a, a helping position, being a therapist, being in ministry, being somebody who uh, leads a small group for married right. couples or something like that, is I can't make them be brave. Mm. I can talk them through all of this stuff. I can point them to resources. I can give them a book, you know, or, or whatever. I can encourage them. But at the end of the day, I can't make you be brave. Right. Nope. I can't make you want. Nope. That's right. something that has to come from inside of you. Right. And so uh, the, the first step is to investigate yourself and say, how has my fear kept me from per- at least pursuing the relation, type of relationship I would say I want. Yeah. You know, the type of relationship I'm jealous when I see other people seemingly enjoy. How have I kept myself back? And as leaders, mm-hmm. because that's what my friend Jason is in a position of leadership here. Right. As leaders, we have to be constantly asking ourselves, what kind of stance are we modeling right. for people? Sure. Are, are we demonstrating for them what these principles look like, and are we brave in our interactions with them? Are we willing to, even though they're not our spouse, you know, are we sure willing to tell them hard truths, or tell them honest truths, or tell right. them, you know, difficult conversations? Are we willing to put ourselves in those positions? That's what leaders do. Leaders, we came up with this phrase last week. Leaders go first, right? And that's, that's your job. You can be a leader in your marriage by choosing to lead away from negative spirals and towards more positive spirals. So choosing to say thank you without expecting a thank you in return, that's a, that's a leadership towards a better pattern. And choosing to apologize. Choosing to apologize when you everything in you says, but they're the one that needs to apologize. Yes, yes. they do. But someone you know must go first, and leaders go first. And you don't ever apologize for something bigger than your role. Right. But you never fail to apologize for the mistakes you make in your role. Well, m- maybe this was helpful. I hope it was. It was helpful, I think, for me to talk some of this stuff through. Was it helpful for you? No. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Go back to listening to your voicemail. Yeah, it's more interesting than you. Thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. Two guys learning how to Calm down so we can grow up and and get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week.